It's just made me like also appreciate being well. You kind of take being well and like being healthy for granted, and you can you can find yourself getting you know complacent. You don't realise actually that you're you're very lucky. Hello, welcome back to We Dive Deeper. My name is Kate McGill, and this is the podcast where small talk goes to burn in hell. No small talk is allowed here, but let me tell you what is allowed here the end of a season. That was an awful segue, but basically, this is the last episode of series two, season two, whatever you want to call it. What the hell? At the beginning of this year, I didn't have a podcast. I didn't know what a podcast was. Okay, too far. I knew, but I didn't know how to record and edit and upload a podcast and keep one going. And I just, I've learned a hell of a lot. And it's been a lot of work, but my God, has it been so fun and rewarding to have these types of conversations with such brilliant people. And I just cannot thank you enough for listening, for continuing to listen, for supporting me via Patreon if you have, for commenting, for liking any post that I've put out. I just am so grateful. It's been such a learning curve and I cannot wait for Series 3 in 2020. If you have any suggestions, any guests you'd like me to talk to, any questions you really wish were in the 70, anything at all, please feel free to email me. I'm always, always listening. I'd love, love to hear from you. So without further ado, let's get on to the last guest of season two, Mr. Tom Spate, ladies and gentlemen. I found out about Tom through the magic of algorithm and Spotify playlists and I love his song Into the Night and side note if you haven't listened to that song go go and listen to it on Spotify you won't be disappointed and then I realized we had lots of mutual friends in common and then I realized he was playing Bristol and I was like god damn it I need to meet this guy and I need to talk to him because man he has had a rough ride whilst he was recording his album his bowel perforated he has suffered from Crohn's disease uh, all whilst having a relationship breakdown and trying to have a career in music and I just think you can't go through something like that as a human being and not come out of it with wisdom and growth and so I basically I was just so excited to be able to talk to him about that time of his life and how he emerged the positive happy person that he is so without further ado here is my chat with tom and don't forget that you can get the last little section of this episode on my patreon patreon.com forward slash kate mcgill really helps me and the podcast out but here we go the last episode of season two okay so you i told you the premise of this right yeah yeah. and your game you're ready i'm whatever you want to talk about i'm pretty much up for I mean, the questions decide. That's the beautiful bit of this. So you pick a number between 1 and 70. Yep. And whatever the question is, I ask you it. Okay, cool. (laughs) Chat roulette with. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so would you like me to pick a number now? Yeah, please. Okay, I'm going to go with 33. Okay. Do you consider yourself to be truly free? As a musician? As a human. As a human. Um, And I guess it's what you think freedom really is. Well, that is very interesting. Truly free. And very deep. (laughs) Yeah, I would say... I I would say as I'm getting older, I think like I'm getting more kind of... 
confident and self-assured in what I, you know, what my viewpoints are on, th- on things, and um, and I'm less bothered about kind of trying to please people. Yeah, and, like, I think age does that, doesn't it? You yeah. just give less of a shit. If by the time you get to about eighty, you'll be like, oh, you know, kind of putting the world's rights. But like, um, yeah, I feel like musically, I feel pretty pretty free because like I suppose like I'm an ind- independent artist and like um, yeah I think that gives me the kind of freedom to make the music I want so when I did my album like I didn't really have anyone kind of a and it uh, apart from you know me and the producer Chris who did it um, there was no one kind of like stepping on our toes so from a musical sense I feel like yeah I'm no one's kind of like stifling me or like kind of I don't know setting boundaries of where you know what this or boxing me into something else but um as a person personally I feel yeah I I feel like I do kind of know myself so I find that one really interesting and where people go within freedom like your freedom is knowing yourself and being confident yeah and I feel like maybe my freedom would be like yeah, I guess not really having like a nine to five or maybe like mentally, emotionally, I feel a bit free these days and I have things. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, people yeah, yeah. go to such different things and I find yeah. that fascinating. Well, I suppose, I don't know, because I've, I've never found, like, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've been doing music for like 10 years, but I've had moments where I've had to have like, um, you know, an a, a job outside of music, but I still never found it kind of, I didn't feel like imprisoned by that, by that existence, but maybe because I always knew that I had the music to kind of come back to, but I can, again, I can kind of completely understand how someone would feel like, you know, if they were tied into a nine to five job and, you know, but I also feel like as well, because I don't really have any, um, I suppose I still kind of live my life a bit like a teenager in some respects. I don't have any like commitments. I don't have a family girlfriend, so like I kind of if I want to move to America tomorrow I could so I am kind of like freed in the sense of you know um, I'm not tied into anything um, did you say you don't have any family no I I don't have a family in the sense of like <laughs> oh. a children for a minute I was like oh my god what happened to his family <laughs> yeah they all they all they all yeah they all heard my music and ran away yeah um, yeah no I, d- I don't have like yeah, yeah. I, f- yeah, yeah. I suppose because I'm getting to that you know that uh ripe age into your 30s where people are having kids and i'm still pursuing my dream of being a musician yeah yeah. do you think about that often the kind of because i am also approaching 30 and i'm like damn i don't i don't have someone i don't have a family and i'm just like should i be there's something about the being 30 thing that really fucks your head up well i remember i had a girlfriend once said that i was chasing a peter pan existence ouch yeah i'm no longer with her but um <laughs> yeah i still don't know i feel like i feel like it would be worse to settle just because you know you want to have be in a relationship or you know the social pressures of being in a relationship i feel like you can be lonelier in a relationship you know so um i think if you're single and you're happy that's that's you know that's pretty good that's pretty good going yeah are you like would you say that you're a very happy person uh, I think generally I'm pretty upbeat. Like yeah. I'm pretty resilient. Because um, you've been through a lot, right? I've done my research on you. Yeah. You've had a rough time. Yeah, and I've... Yeah, it's been... 
not great, but I've always, I suppose, just kind of try to keep a, like a positive outlook on things and and just try and I don't know a lot of it. I think in some ways it's it's kind of happened for not a reason, but the the things that have happened since like they wouldn't have happened unless I had gone through those things. So like, for example, like um, when I was first like hospitalized with Crohn's, um, I perforated my bowel and um, I was, had to probably take about six months off. But prior to that, uh, that um, kind of emergency operation, um, I was in the process of kind of signing to like a big publisher and we were, you know the industry had just kind of started like bubbling away with things like um people were getting on board like keen and ryan adams who shall not be named now uh, was like into the songs and it was bubbling away and like it was looking like it was going to happen and things like that and then obviously three days after i got out of like universal publishing my i like perforated my bow and i was like okay well that that's really like bad timing but i'd in hindsight like, i wasn't ready for like for any of the musical stuff like i wouldn't have been ready to like sign to a major label and my manager at the time he was so like desperate and, and like and you know his only goal was to sign to a major label and obviously you know that period gave me time of the you know the six months to kind of really think about what i wanted to do and like you know reassess things and like the you know stress is like one of the worst things for crones and um I just think it really it was like you know it was like life saying look stop like you need to kind of take stock a bit and look after yourself um but yeah I think keeping a positive outlook on things and like you know not burying your head in the sands but addressing things but like thinking things can get better and it's only like momentary like things you know um but you know I've had I've been in hospital again like you know during the make of my album like um I was there for two months and it was kind of it was really again wasn't great timing you know um we had like planned the rest of the kind of 12 months after that album like you know we're going to record the album we're going to put a single on this date and then we're going to tour on this date and I remember like announcing a tour while I was in hospital and I remember thinking wow like I remember thinking like oh god this feels really strange to be doing this um but I you know everyone was like no this is you know you're going to finish the album and then you're going to do this tour you're going to be fine so I think if the positive outlook does also have like a knock-on effect of like you on your health as well of you know getting better yeah did you or have you always been like that then or do you think that you had to go through quite a lot of lows to be like damn I can't think the way I used to I have to be a bit more Um, see life differently no I think I've always been like that like you know my um my parents had a very like rocky kind of uh, relationship and they separated when I was about 14 and I remember like even when that happened like I kind of was just like I didn't think oh poor me or like why you know this is awful I was kind of just like well, if they're going to be happier, like not together, surely that's the better thing. So I think so mature. I honestly, well, I was just like tired of their arguing as well. But um, yeah, I think I don't know. I just I've never had like a a bleak kind of outlook on things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's some. It's, it's 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 not really in my makeup. I suppose. Yeah, it's your parents similar in that kind of regard. Uh, I would say my dad's probably a bit more optimistic. So my mum, through her 
I don't know she's had quite a tough existence you know her dad died when she was 16 and things like that and like just a few things that have happened in her life and I suppose it's probably had a knock-on effect to her being quite maybe a bit more negative but she would hate me saying that but <laughs> uh yeah she's great but um yeah I don't know where it's come from I don't know really yeah and would you say that that kind of period where you were hospitalized and stuff and the uh, would was that like the lowest point of your life so far would you say um I think probably the first time round because I hadn't experienced it before so by the second that must have been terrified by by the second time I had ex- I knew what the deal was I knew what you know you know staying in hospital for a long period of time was like um and I was older you know the first time it happened I think it was like 23 wow um so yeah I think that was probably the scariest time and I was you know I was so at the time as well I was like very kind of anxious of feeling like all this kind of musical like like not hype but like kind of thing would go away the momentum yeah the momentum and I I was really worried about it I remember even like just before I got admitted for like emergency surgery going you know tell my manager at the time I was like tell John I'm sorry you know and I'm like it's just ridiculous looking back on it oh yeah that's crazy mindset yeah um so yeah I think that was probably the lowest time yeah god I can't even imagine how scary that must have been these things don't happen you know and Mm. um I'm you know it's Crohn's is obviously like a chronic disease but it's it's um you know if you can manage it and you can find the right kind of way of dealing with things and the right diet and you know if you have to be on drug management and the right doctor as well I think you can kind of find a way through it has having Crohn's like taught you a lot about yourself then or how to kind of approach life differently um yeah I think it's definitely this just the stress side is like yeah important like I'm the and also like the least rock and roll person ever so I don't (laughs) drink I don't smoke I don't take drugs so that's obviously kind of you know i don't think i would have been like a like a you know hitting the uh yeah <laughs> but um yeah i think it has had some form of kind of yeah it's just made me like also appreciate like um being well you kind of take being well and like being healthy for granted and you can you can find yourself getting you know i suppose like yeah just complacent and like you don't realize actually that you're you're very lucky yeah I I feel the same way like mentally a lot of the time like because I have had such extreme lows in the last year when I am in a good mood and I'm happy I'm so much more aware of it I'm like damn life's fucking amazing and I like so appreciate those highs because the lows are so low yeah so I feel like but you can't be high all the time as well like I you know I I feel like some days like what the fuck am I doing like why am I doing music really you know yeah and it's like I think it that is kind of it's it's some it's unnormal like to to think that you should be all happy all the time I think and it's like you said like you know when when you are feeling happy about things like 
you really appreciate that feeling because you know how it feels on the other side as well yeah i've always said that people almost feel like entitled to happiness yeah and then when they're there they're like oh finally i'm happy like I don't have to do anything to maintain this. This is how it should be all the time. And then when they're sad, they're like, what the hell? Why am I not happy? And I'm yeah. like, this is just a flow of life. You're going to be sad and you're going to be happy to enjoy it all, really. Yeah. Somehow. That's part of life, right? Mm. I suppose. Like, otherwise, if you were happy all the time, you'd be kind of a bit... There wouldn't be, it'd be like It'd be like the Truman no Show sad. or something. Yeah, exactly. Would you say you're... Because you've got such clearly a very good head on your shoulders, emotionally intelligent, would you say? Um... Yeah, I suppose I've, my mum says I've got a sensitive side. So maybe, <laughs> you yeah. have to be to be a musician, yeah, surely. Yes, so maybe I'm in touch with my emotions and yeah. That's awesome. But you know, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. What what kind of mistakes are you oh, referring God, where to? Do you, want, do you want to go back to my love life? Or yeah, no, go um, on. What kind of mistakes? Um, I don't know. I think uh, flaws would be like I'm quite eager to please people. Maybe like in, a people pleaser in some respects yeah i mean same to, to the point where it's like to my fault you know right you know um i do really know uh what other faults or kind of mistakes um patience is not great maybe okay yeah you know uh, yourself well i think that's hard it's, especially in music as well it's like hard to be patient sometimes Especially when you see people like speed ahead of you, you're like, oh man, comparison. And yeah, and that's just, that's a bad you know thing to go down. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What would you say yours are? My faults. Yeah, yeah. Also a massive people pleaser, um, and I am probably, I probably overthink and analyze too much. I like to think that, like because I I also feel like I've got a good head on my shoulders. I'm good at communicating and understanding things, but I think that doesn't help when it goes the other side and I'm get really trying to understand someone. It's like, there's not much to understand. Like, stop trying to figure me out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, you've got all the kind of normal human stuff, like my diet is terrible. And What's your guilty pleasure? What, food-wise? Yeah. Oh, fuck me, okay. Guilty, I mean, literally everything I eat, every kind of fast food. I'd say like my kryptonite is yeah. a chicken Kiev. <laughs> wow, that reminds <laughs> me of being like nine years old. I mean, a crypt- am I Kiev nine perpetually? Kiev? Yeah, no, they 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 were. I can't eat chicken anymore. What? Yeah, so I gave up chicken. Wait, but I, for, you, for kind of ethical reasons? No, not really. You know, I'd love to say like I was trying to save the planet, but um, you weren't so- trying to save. No, the planet. I was trying to save my bowels, but um, yeah, like I just can't process it really. Oh, yeah. I'm sad for you. Yeah, what can you process? Um, I still eat fish. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't. I gave up red meat, so I'm, yeah, haven't had like a, a burger as such. I've had like one of those like plant based burgers, right? Um, which you know they they're very like um, planty. Yeah, <laughs> there you know there's a lot of like um, yeah. I just I don't know. I felt very weighty after having one of those. Like the like the fit. Like if I had like a if I had a burger now, especially before a gig, like it, it would feel like I was like the you know Elvis in his later years kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. It just wouldn't feel good, but. I did used to love a chicken Kiev. So oh, good. I'm glad. What Just... would you have on the side with that as well? You're speaking my language, Tom. What I would have <laughs> is 
some dauphinoise potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah quite but only made by my mum. Okay. Which is impossible because she's dead. And oh, then no. I'd get some tender stem broccoli. Okay. And I'd wash it down with a Long Island iced tea. I've yeah. thought a lot about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then like some kind of Oreo something for a dessert. Oreos for dessert? Yeah. Oreos, well, like Oreos are vegan something. as well if you want to hang on well, to I that. Well, I heard that that's bullshit and they're actually not. I don't know. I've got a, my photographer. He's a big vegan guy. And Let's he, not tell him. Yeah. He was like, Oreos are vegan. Yeah. I mean, I probably read that on the Daily Mail or something. So. Yeah. What? Well, there's other things. Not that, that I read surpri- the Daily Mail. Yeah. Surprisingly vegan. But um, what would be your death row meal? Start a main dessert drink. What if I, and, and I wouldn't have stomach cramps afterwards. No. All of that I'd would be, be gone because you're about to die. Okay. Yeah. God, that's interesting, isn't it? And you can have it from like anywhere in the world. Okay, you had a yeah, great yeah. burger from that restaurant. You can like pick and choose. Oh wow, that's interesting. <laughs> Sack off all this childhood. Yeah, I could do. I could do crap. like a like for dessert, like a chocolate fudge cake. That is so boring. Really? Fudge cake. That's yeah, like on every cream. menu in the world. No, but yeah, it's um, you know, you can't judge. I've judged. You can't judge. Um, I don't know, like. Would it be warm? Yeah. Okay. It would, basically, I'm thinking of like happy times of eating a <laughs> of eating a fudge cake, chocolate fudge cake at Pizza Express. Oh, I like that. Okay, I'm yeah. back on board. Um, food wise, though, I don't know. I don't. My I don't get that attached to food. I think because my relationship with food isn't brilliant. Right. So I, when I connect some foods, I think of like being sick on them. Oh, oh yeah. yeah okay, that makes so much. So, sense. Um, but I love sushi. I love sushi. I love like just like light meals, really. The ones light that, meals. yeah, just ones that don't make you feel like death afterwards. I need to like take a leaf from your plant book, apparently, or your involuntarily pescatarian yeah, book. Yeah. Because do you like sushi or not? No. A lot of people have like that. Yeah. No. Like, like, I mean, and I can't I'm saying, do the raw thing. No. Well, yeah. I quite that really, like that. Yeah. And I, I've also got into as well, like. um like a vegetarian katsu curry, which is quite nice. Oh, I could get on board with that, I yeah. think. Katsus yeah. are winners. Yeah. I don't know how we got onto food. Yeah. Probably Death Row Mills. Okay, yeah. let's Am I going to choose another number? You're going to choose oh, another fantastic. number. Fantastic, okay. The, the tension is... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were, I was waiting for you oh, to call no. them out. <laughs> That's what I wasn't really thinking. You've got to pick a number. Okay, I'm going to go with nine. We would have been waiting a long yeah. time. Okay. Oh, okay. We're kind of... We did the least favourite things about yourself. What's your favourite thing about yourself? What, like um, personality or, or physically? Let's do physically and personality-wise. Okay. Physically, I would go with... I've got good hair. I've got good thick hair. You've got good thick hair. Yeah. Which is I great, concur. you know, in the sense of getting older and people are thinning out, mm. which is... You know, does it, your dad have hair? He does have a good set of hair, actually. Yeah. So you're going to be all right. I'm going to think I'm going to be all right. I think as well that like, I've got a theory of like musicians. There's not many bald singers out there, bald frontman singers Fuck me, from indie right. bands, apart from Michael Stipe, and I think he definitely suits that. But if you think about most rock stars, they've always got a very good head of hair. That's why I'm not saying that, that I'm so a right. legendary rock star like Paul McCartney or Mick Jagger and. Liam Gallagher, Noel Gallagher, etc., with their hair, but um, 
Yeah, they've all... Yeah, Had, yeah you tapped into something there. Yeah. I'm going to like spend the rest of the night yeah. trying to think of a bold front man. Yeah. And then favourite thing, about, personality? Um, I just think I can be quite calm sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Um... I don't know actually. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't I'm I try I try and be a less uh what's the word inward looking. Right. I feel like the if, the more inward I get, I feel like it, I just bog get more bogged down with it. Okay. So I try and not think too much about it. Would you say you're in any way kind of spiritual? Um uh, what's your views on kind of like the universe and energy and all that kind of hippie stuff? I'm not religious. No. No. I feel like there's a massive difference, though, between religion and spirituality. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. But I don't know. I think, it's, you know, I don't, I obviously don't, I don't know why we're here, which is, mm. you know, I used to think a lot about that when I was a kid, kind of why we're here. And then I kind of thought, well, I'm never going to know. So I might just <laughs> as well enjoy it. But um, I think fate, I believe in fate. Okay. Um, I think karma is definitely a thing okay in some respects so there's some kind of force yeah. at work yeah whatever it so, is yeah. we don't know and i think as well like essentially if you if you put yourself out there and are nice to people then something good will happen right put yeah. good kind of stuff out yeah. you're gonna get good back yeah i think yeah. so um all the good things that have ever happened to me have been from like relationships with people right like you know uh just you know knowing people or like being like just yeah just having good relationships with, with yeah with yeah. them um not in like a sickly way or like kind of me like kind of like forcing myself on them like be my friend so you can get me this not like that but i think i think people can kind of see through like fake behavior mm -hmm. um so i think yeah, if you're good good yeah a good person essentially you know, obviously, you know, good people, like a lot of bad stuff happens to good people, which is, you know, I don't know what, there's, there's no justice there. But. Yeah. But like, I remember what you said earlier, like when you were hospitalized and uh, you were like, but actually I wasn't ready for any of the music yeah. stuff to happen. Yeah, yeah. That in my head, I'd be like this, that was very clearly meant to happen. Like the yeah. universe kind of knew very yeah. much so that that wasn't the time for me i needed to go through this little thing like yeah. so would you would you kind of get on board with that or is that what you see fate as yeah i see fate as that right yeah, yeah. okay and i think like um you know with relationships as well like those fucking relationships you know like if you haven't got good foundations like in that relationship and like things like illness or like you know any form of like health you know it's not going to survive mm. so i think in some respects like i'm kind of i was kind of glad that like things like that happened like sooner rather than i got myself deeper and had children with them or yeah. you know those kind of things so you know and fate is uh, i don't know i think i think a lot of it is luck as well obviously mm. but yeah and so you have had kind of a rough time relationship wise too i'm saying too yeah i'm not gonna play like the victim or anything no like, well, life's life we're all gonna yeah. go through the same but, stuff but... um yeah i've had i've had relationships and they've they haven't all worked out you know i would i don't feel like angry towards any of them but i feel like also thankful that i'm not in them yeah 
Um, and I also am thankful, like, for kind of like obviously the time I had with them, but realizing maybe that what I do want from the, from the next relationship that I'm in, and like what I learned from the previous ones, and you know. Um, How long does it take you to get over a breakup, and what are I'm, your kind of breakup? That's interesting, actually. Like, because I find like a lot of people are, like they have a like conveyor belt of love, right? Yeah, and I uh, I'm just not like that. I find it really just it takes I don't know if it's like a a male thing but I feel like just I have to just yeah just lock myself in a room for not you know and not really I could never just break up with someone and go on a date like the next week yeah that blows my mind because I'm like well how, how are you even processing what that last thing was and then you're going in you know Obviously, if you get dumped and maybe you're like, okay, well, I just need a little bit of confidence boost. I'm going to go on a few dates. But these people that go from like one relationship to the other, I'm just like, I don't, I just can't get on board with that. Yeah. Really. What do you think is the an appropriate amount of waiting time? It obviously depends on the weight of the relationship. Like if it was like your one true love, like, <laughs> and then she's like, I don't know, like trampled on your heart. <laughs> I would say maybe don't find a girlfriend in the next week. Right. But you, I think you just know. I think the moment you start, you know, it's when they're not, when it's not the first thing you think about in the morning. Yeah, I'm still not there with that. Yeah. And I hope to God that he never listens to this. But um, I I feel like, and I don't think it really helps though, because of my life and I don't have like a nine to five. Yeah. I, it's a lot of the time it's a, it, it crosses my brain and then I start thinking about it. So I think if I actually had a full-on job to focus on yeah and don't get me wrong i have days where i'm busy and i'm not i'm not thinking about him all the time but he comes across my mind way more often mm. than not um and so i feel like i'm destined to process <laughs> for like the next year or so that's I reckon. fine though yeah it is but it's it's is that not if we're when you're kind of nine months in and you're just like, I'm really over thinking about How long about were you together now. though? Four years. Oh, that's not, nine months is nothing. Yeah, that's what my friends say, but I'm like, it's got to be something. Like no, he's with no, someone no. else now, life's moved on. And yeah, I'm... but you don't know what his relationship's like. God, I hope he ever listens to this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sh- yeah, so like, I just don't, I think, I don't think you should punish yourself if you're like, you know. It's real, isn't it? Yeah, it's too real, Tom. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't think nine months is... That's four years. That's a long time. Mm. Um, How long were you with your last... Oh, God. Uh, I've My longest relationship's four, four years and we lived together. Right, so pretty uh, similar. Yeah, and I would say that took me... I think when I first kissed the girl after that one, I don't know, it was a long time. Maybe like... A year, but okay. then I flew to fully get over it. Two years. Oh fuck me! I've got yeah. no hope. No, that. well you know, <laughs> no, you know, it's good. It's good. It's part of you know, write some songs with it. Yeah, I mean, oh, trust me, that's yeah, happening. Yeah. yeah. So, like, also as well, like, I don't know what it's. You got to ask yourself, like, are you missing him, or are you think? Why are you thinking about him, or is it just wondering what he's up to? Uh, well, I think the thing is, we went through. So, like so my mum died last august okay. very out of the blue yeah um and so he essentially bless him like I, you know I, when i say i love him i mean as a human he massively helped me through yeah. that 
and was my rock and yeah. I hate that term but you know what I mean so we went through that together and then about six months later it ended so it feels there's so much more weight to yeah, it it, that didn't, is, it doesn't even kind normal. of yeah it yeah, didn't really feel like, like just a boyfriend it was yeah. very much like he you know so there's you a went lo- through something together like mm. so huge and momentum like yeah that's not yeah it's not like your normal breakup really of like yeah oh he saw a girl in the supermarket and he left me for a kind of thing <laughs> yeah. like it's obviously yeah i i just think you're if you're being hard on yourself don't be because nine months is still very and you've you're obviously you know you've got other things to go through mm. as well so i think just yeah yeah emotions man they're crazy little yeah, things yeah i wouldn't punish yourself at all yeah but I also wouldn't chuck yourself into dating if you're not ready. Oh my god, no! I I it's still can't really think of anything worse. <laughs> yeah. Are you on like Tinder and all that no, kind of crap? No, I'm just a not your cup of tea. You are <laughs> so busy. I said I'm a celebrity. Oh right. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm not a celebrity. Well, uh, you heard it here first. He thinks he's a celebrity. No, I don't. I'm joking. I'm joking. I was playing with you. But um, no, I'm not in any of those things now. I guess no. you are really busy, right? It's just not yeah. the top of your priority list. No, I just think if I don't know, I have I've done those I've done those app things and like I don't know. I like meeting people and I think I think you can tell a lot by people's mannerisms of like what they're like as a person and if you're attracted to them. Mm. That you can't really tell from like a profile picture. Mm. And um I don't know, I just find like I don't have that much time to be going on dates. So yeah. like, it just seems like a big investment to just be going off like five pictures. Like I, cause I, if I was going to do that app thing, I would be like, okay, look, you look really nice. And we'll chat. We've chatted a bit on these text messages or whatever, but let's have a phone conversation at least before we meet up. Uh, but no one would be up for that. That would be, <laughs> that would be just like, they'd just be like, Oh, you know, that sounds really strange, but I'm like, well, let's, you know, for me personally like having a five minute conversation with someone you can tell instantly if they're warm or if they're like easy to talk to if the conversation flows you know obviously some people don't like talking on the phone but i like talking on the phone and like i think you know when you're traveling and like obviously like you know phone is like such a good way of communicating so i think it i don't know i just think it's just a huge like it could be a big waste of time just going on an awkward date and be like oh my god she sounds like this you know imagine yeah, if in you... the first like five ten minutes you you know whether yeah, you yeah, actually you like their company like, or not you know you should look amazing in her profile pictures then she's like what yeah and I'm like, oh my god like you know it's you know i just I you're right it's a big investment yeah and i i, I mean the idea of dating on the whole and just meeting up yeah. with that i could a lot of not pressure. think of anything worse yeah it's like forced fun isn't it it's, it's horrible like, it's like having like you know a surprise birthday you're meant to enjoy it and you're like but even worse because you don't know the person and they could be a dick yeah it's yeah i think the phone thing is a great idea but i am one of those people that wouldn't be up for it because of phone fear and i'd be maybe if you had the conversation you'd be like okay actually it's not too bad yeah and then i'd be like if you've got like a spark with someone on the phone like even when you're working with people and you call them up like prior to a session or something or if you got you know you can tell instantly like whether if, you're gonna get on yeah or not. yeah yeah if it, you know even something like this this conversation mm. like i could come to the situation i'd be like uh, 12 and then not like give you like a, a two-line answer yeah god that would suck. and it'd be like well that was 
crap you know <laughs> yeah. but it's just like it's just like it, there's no difference from from that really and you know yeah and what I, about voice notes is that oh, a nice oh, compromise i don't know girls seem to like voice voice notes more mm. don't they i think that's a bit, i love them yeah i'm not really into that I don't why know. not tom i don't know i just find it a bit again i just like the the, you know the game of tennis of a back and forth conversation right whereas voice notes is just a bit lonely isn't it <laughs> like hello I just you know it's like leaving a voicemail message I, I don't know maybe I'm a bit old school as well yeah but that's not that's not yeah. a bad thing but um yeah I think dating is really hard but then it's also really exciting you know if you go on a good date that's really that's a nice feeling yeah I just I think I literally I've been on two of my whole life I find them so incredibly awkward yeah. the first one I wanted to run a mile um, and then the second one led to the last boyfriend and yeah. I don't really intend on ever doing it again I almost feel like if I'm going to meet someone I it has to be shoved upon me like I have to meet them in the most mm. normal of circumstances I was like because anything anything remotely forced yeah. just feels horrendous to me i don't know how yeah. anyone can enjoy it yeah but clearly i'm alone in that thought well no i understand it and I, I also think i don't know i just think i don't think apps are for me but right. i can understand like you know if you were in kind of like a you know a job where where you don't meet people and you know you're in a small town or something i can mm. understand that but obviously your radius and your tinder radius will be very good in your small town yeah you'd be like dating the next town but um i just think yeah how do you meet people though in this day and age if it's not apps but like and if you meet people at gigs they're gonna be like well, yeah. seeing you at a different level right yeah. I think have you it, had that experience i've i've never kissed a fan i don't know i don't know i think you just it's it just happens when it happens isn't mm. it? you can't force it yeah, well, apparently not. Yeah, but how do people meet? I don't know. I mean, if I if I saw a girl in a, a coffee shop or a bar or something, I went up to her. She probably would be more freaked out than if I messaged her on Instagram or an app, which is worrying. That is so accurate. Yeah, but really, like, sad. he came up to me. I'd be like, yeah. why is it any less weird than me sliding into your? you know yeah message box whatever yeah but i'm yeah. glad you said message box and not anything else yeah i was gonna say <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um <laughs> tom's tour managers in the background's yeah. laughing he's he's chuckling okay right let's let's do one more question yes yeah, do one more sorry am i giving really in depth oh my god as if you're apologizing for talking on a podcast okay cool that is the exact aim my friend cool okay I'm. I want you to pick a number. Okay. <laughs> sixty-six. Ah, have we even had a sixty-six before? Are you living true to yourself? If not, why not? Can we go with a different one? Yes. Because I feel like that's true in the free one. That's exactly what I thought. Okay, let's go with twenty-two. Okay. If you died tomorrow, what would you wish you'd have done? Oh, that's a good one. Because I actually wrote a bucket list when I was in hospital. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's left on it? What have you done since? Uh, I, so things on my bucket list were a tour in Brazil. 
And there you have it, folks, the end of season two. You can get the last little bit of that episode on my Patreon for as little as $1, patreon.com forward slash Kate McGill. But enough of the ads because we're at the end of series two and we're at the end, basically, of 2019, the end of the decade. What have we learnt? I mean, what haven't we learned at this point? We've learned that humans are wonderful, that life can change so dramatically in such a short amount of time. We've learned to trust the process because it's always going to get better. And we've learned that nothing is ever as bad as it seems. And things felt really bad at one point. And now look at me. I've just done two seasons of a podcast I never even had this time last year. And I've gone through some things and now I'm in the best place and I wake up every morning and I'm like, how the hell have I got here? How is my brain so happy? So anything can happen. Happy 2019. I hope you guys have an amazing Christmas, an amazing new year. I can't wait to be back in 2020 in your ears with Series 3. And I'm just so intensely grateful for you and for you listening to this podcast and listening to me jabber on every other Monday. All of my love to you, amazing people. Okay, bye.